Welcome back to Candle Lovin' Live. This is your boy DJ SK at Undermine7 on IG. Joined, as always, by my boy Mo. Hey, how's it going, everyone? I don't have social media. Hi, guys. This is Tiffany at Blunted Tiff. And we got a special guest with us today, my boy Damage from uh, Evil Minded Music. What's good, Damage? What's up, yo? Just up here from San Diego, just chilling, smoking some weed, eating some Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah brother. Good Chick-fil-A, right? Were they so polite, nice, and yeah. As always, was, exceptional it was service. It always their pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't always their yeah. pleasure, was it, Tiffany? No, it wasn't, it wasn't because I did not get a... My pleasure. No, what, I what said, you say? What did I say? Yo, she basically, yo, she said the Chick Fil A equivalent of "fuck you." She said, "Have a good one." <laughs> yeah, Because yeah. she said every time that they every, go, they yeah. always say, um, "My pleasure." My pleasure. Every yeah. time, yeah, it's like, "Thank you, my, my pleasure." Uh, am I wrong? It's something I've observed and. No, but, and rock? you said it was an act? It is a thing. I think it's part of their uh, training process. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. It, it, and that's what I said. It's rehearsed. There's nothing wrong with it. You know what? It, it's calling them out on it. Yeah, it's it's scripted customer service. That's all. Actually, it, 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 it's a two-step process. Step one is finding someone who embodies the Chick-fil-A character and has that personality to be the type of person that would say, my pleasure, to someone who... You know, yeah. we're fairly normal, but like you, you can imagine the type, the types of folks that stroll into a Chick Fil A yeah. on on a, on a on a Tuesday at three p.m. You know, yeah. like there's all sorts of misfits that 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 walk in there, and it is always your. So it's finding that person, right? And then yeah, and then it's that training and paying them and being like, hey, if you don't yeah. do it, you're not going to get paid. So you know, like yeah. there's that enforcement. Yeah. No, you know what though. I, I love Chick-fil-A. They have an incredible business model. They have a great franchisee, too. And they got good chicken biscuits. Yo, it costs ten grand to start a Chick-fil-A franchise, but they are super selective. They only let like a select few actually get out there, and they hand-select each franchisee owner. And most of the time, it's people that have worked their way up through Chick-fil-A's, and typically who have gone through college through like Chick-fil-A scholarship funds. Like They really want you to embody the Chick-fil-A culture. And I and I think that it shows. Like there, there's love in man. Like th- there is love in that fast food. Like we got our food in what two two and a half minutes, not yeah. even. But, yeah. but like there, it, it was soulful. Yeah. I just want you guys to know. They were glad. Um, Mo even went home with some souvenir from Chick Fil A. Oh, the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> the sausage. You can't recreate that perfect ratio of barbecue and honey mustard, man. <laughs> <laughs> we all had collectively like four sauces left over, and then our what is it? Our server? Ooh, I don't even know what you call him. A, a, a very and polite young yes, gentleman. Yes, who, <laughs> who happens to work Chick Fil A? He was so drinks. attentive to us. He was God bless his heart. Chick Fil A yeah. <laughs> As we were leaving, yeah. he's like, "Oh, would you like me to take that out of your way?" Mo was so quick to be like, oh, no, 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 no. These are going home with me. <laughs> Yo, it, and the it, guy's like, oh, yeah, for sure. You know that compartment in that fridge? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he that knows. Compartment in that he fridge knows. Everyone puts butter the, in there. The yeah. We have chick goes. sauce. He's like, yeah, perfect location for the our sauces. And I was like, bro, that's exactly where we put them. 
<laughs> yeah, that is what he said. We both had like a little ding, like a little. And you know that just goes to show you, you know, you can't see us. I'm Middle Eastern. You're you're Asian. That guy was white. Yeah. You know, Polynesian, white. We all put chick sauce in the butter yeah. dispenser, dude. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh, you, you know, know? It's a known commodity after you go by there. But uh, you know, we all ended up at Chick Fil A after we smoked a little. Uh, when it comes to uh, medicating, what do you guys usually prefer? I know that. After all these new devices, uh, you know, all the edibles, tinctures, and whatnot, I still prefer standard flour out of a bong, but I do love uh, really fine concentrates, too. But, uh, Damage, what do you usually like smoking on, bro? Um, when I'm at home, I always hit the bong and shit like that. But, like, I like dabbing. I don't, like, have a dabbing rig at home, but every time I go to the sesh or, like, my shows, I get, like, dabbed out. And then fucking forget the words to the music. Shit like that. <laughs> you know, regular shit that happens. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. DJ, this song time. sucks. Next one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's only so many. There's only, you can only say, like, yeah, yeah, here we go. For so long. <laughs> before they figure out that. Yo, yo, but little John made a career after that. Yeah, he did. What? <laughs> okay. What kind of uh, what kind of strains do you usually like? You know, indica dominant, sativas, any um, at all? Yeah, I prefer like indica because I don't like. I mean, like sativa because I don't like getting stuck, you know, or like going back to sleep after I just got up. You know what I mean? So, yeah. dude, that's the life. <laughs> the best is like when you power through it. It's just like you took a lewd, right? Yeah. It's like, whoa, man, I'm on another plane. Yeah. No, it's not like that at all. Actually, for those of you who have not medicated, <laughs> it's actually it's way healthier than that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the wax wax is cool. You know, I like that. Um, crumble diamonds. Um, I just don't cake not- batter. Yeah. yeah, I'm just not too big on like the carts. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I'll split on them. I, I feel like you know it's a big thing for the recreational market. I'm not the biggest fan unless it's like a live resin or a sauce. But uh, there are some good companies out there that take pride in the oil they're putting in there. However, there are a lot of that cut corners and aren't really uh, putting out the best uh, yeah. best product overall. Uh, edibles, though, I mean, edibles have changed drastically since the recreational market kicked in. Uh, if you get them through an actual recreational store, it has to be 100 milligrams or less now, which wow. has uh, pretty much opened up the floodgates for the black market. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what's well, that going to do? Yeah, well, I mean, if you're, a, if you're a stoner with a high tolerance to yeah. THC, which a lot of us are, um, 100 milligrams isn't that much of it now. Don't get me wrong. Now, you just take amateurs. Is yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just throwing it out there, just because you limit how much is in the brown. You're like, you know, in the, in the pill, whatever, in the dose doesn't mean you. I mean, that's how you micro. overdose on stuff or yeah. microdose on stuff. Like, yeah, you, know, you yeah. control the dose. Well, that, that's exactly why you know they've narrowed it down to 100. Yeah. Everything has to be in 10 milligram doses now. Some people don't get too stoned, but which is I I like the idea. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it just takes more. You want more sense for people. Who you know, like some of them are so strong, and I think like it like it hits people like different and like you know not like I'm sure you have a great edible story. I'm sure yeah. you have a great edible yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I don't have an edible story because oh. 
All right, I'd be like, a, yeah, come I'd on. be at the sessions, right? And I'd just be eating like the gummies, like nonstop. And it just doesn't do nothing to me. You know yeah. what, man? I find that the same thing kind of happens if, if I'm like around like a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, like it's oh, almost like, like a buzzkill. Like I don't want to be high, so I don't get high. Yeah. Or like I'm not comfortable being high, so I'm not high. But then, like, the moment I step out, yeah, no, I'm, I'm high. I'm yeah, good. like, a lot, a lot of people tell me, like, I have, like, a lot of friends that tell me, like, they'll be eating edibles and they, they don't feel it. But, like, at 1 o'clock in the, in the morning, like, they'll be like, whoa, what the fuck is happening, you know? And, like, hit them, like, all late. So, you know, I wish that shit happened to me, but yeah, you know, it hasn't a lot of yet. times it's the activation time, that hour, hour and a half gap, you know, in between it. But, uh, no, other times certain companies are... They, they might say there's, you know, said 300 milligrams or whatever, but there's really nothing, if anything, in there at all, which is why some of these regulations is kind of cool because at least you know exactly what's in there. But I think it's really lame for the medicinal crowd, especially for high-dose uh, cancer patients that really need the yeah. um, high-milligram doses to deal with chemotherapy and real pain. Yeah. Um, now they have to either seek out black market or even go out of state or to other markets because of those laws. So I feel like they could, they could change it. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's uh, that, like for myself uh, with a high tolerance. Now what I'll do is make tinctures or make butters myself because it's just not cost effective to, to spend 20 bucks on a hundred milligram. Yeah. 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 Is it? How do you, I mean, I'm sure there's how-tos online and stuff, but just, you know, how, um, how do you go Coconut oil, MC2 oil, the easiest way to cut it, uh, and then, you know, just oh. cannabis, standard cannabis oil. Uh, I haven't really got, like, a real refined tincture, per se, that I'm ready to sell or market, but uh, I just make my own home remedies. Do you ever basically. distill or refine the oil yourself, or do you just <laughs> buy that? And, and no, I, 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 I've never gotten that process down um, I want to learn that process. I mean, that requires like a Pope machine. And yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. And a whole bunch of other equipment that I don't have yet. But eventually, man, I'd like, like, like to learn how to do all of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I, I'm just, after all these years in the cannabis industry, just now learning really how to grow. So, and I mean, even that's a process within, within itself, whether you're doing indoor, outdoor, and all the intangibles that come along with it. It's a, uh, Way more tedious than you would, you know, until you've actually done it yourself. It's like, wow, damn. And guys that actually take pride in it, it's like, yeah, so much more respect for them. Yeah. That's the thing about the legalization is like now these guys who's been doing it like for a long time, now you got these big companies coming and just throwing like money at somebody to do it for them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, um, that's economic. That's capitalism. It's, trust me, I, I'd rather have that world than the world in which the little guy doesn't even have a shot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That the, the strong will always survive. The question is, can, can the, the measure of your society is whether or not the weak can as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. So, yeah, there's um, got to be a balance. And I, you know, I, it obviously we just, just really started the recreational side on the first of January. So it's, it's still a long way to go. A lot of, uh, you know, taxes to be reformulated and, different phases to be looked at it like a, that 30% now in California uh 28% in LA it was 34% in Santa Ana depending on which county oh, you're in yeah. gotcha but it's uh, I think it is 28% California standardized like so LA County is 28% but I know Santa Ana was a little bit more 
expensive because they had a different city state. Sure, they like probably have was, their own uh, They were of all the Southern California market. I think that they are the most expensive city. Santa Ana, really? Yeah, and they also have because uh, LA really started with like MedMen connected all those, but Santa Ana was the first Southern California city city to really push forward and endorse the recreational dispensaries, uh, People's OC, MedMen, Mister Nice Guy from the Earth. Southern California safe access a couple of them offhand that I know of so yeah it's uh LA's really kicked it up a notch so since it um since I think March is when they started opening up a lot of shops out here so it's kind of crazy and then San Diego jumped on board this summer yeah my understanding is San Diego had a lot of kind of uh shaky ground in terms yeah, of like, yeah. getting municipalities on board uh well into the new year yeah, and still a lot of them are up in the air and don't really know what the hell. I know Spring Valley doesn't know really what they're doing. They're just a bunch of trap houses and opening open and shut yeah, places. And and, uh, right. I think in North County they voted no for dispensaries. Yeah, actually, uh, my best friend was living in North County for a while. Last time I went out to visit, I can't recall any being in North County. You know, I had to go yeah. off a little ways to... And I like the fucked up part is like there's a lot of military there that... Like, you know, like need that stuff, you know, retired military. For other PTSD yeah, injuries. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. they have to go like, to the black yeah. 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 They have to go to the black market or they have to drive like far as fuck just to get what they need and shit like that. But yeah, yeah I think that, that's the, the biggest downfall of the yeah. taxes. Yeah, yeah. No, delivery is huge in San Diego. Yeah. It's um, Because of that reason. Because yeah, they're, they're so spread out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... Pretty much, I think all my friends that are smokers out there do delivery services. I don't even think any of them, until I went out there and visited dispensaries with them, even really went to shops. So it was kind of a trip in that aspect. Um, whereas up north, it's like completely different. Like they're ahead of the curve, way ahead of us. Um, well, in terms yeah, of shops and everything else. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, to be honest, I have never been to a dispensary. No, no wait, no. hold on. No. You've oh, never bought like legally then? No, no. Even though it's legal and has been, yeah, for yeah still. Yeah, 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 yeah. you've been to like a church or a trap house, like a no. like smaller ones. No, because I know like they're like ripoffs. Everybody tells me, so I just avoid it. Dude, l- let me tell you. Yeah, man. some of the church. I I go to this place called Perennial. It's literally on the corner, like from my house. Like it's surrounding me are five shops. I go to, to that one. Super cool. You know, man, I'm cool with this. I used to be a vendor, so, like, they were a client. Mm -hmm. So I just already have a pretty good relationship, even though they've had a lot of turnover. So I already kind of had them in there. And it's not the cheapest by far, but, like, their products are great, even though I always buy, like, the same two or three items anyways. And they're pretty much – you can get them a lot of places. It's just, like, it's a certain feeling. There's an aesthetic to it. You know, so I I was stabbed about five, six years ago outside of a super seedy shop. In City of Industry. And, you know, like, everything about it was just so wrong. And, like, that's why I'm okay with taxes and some law and order and, like, having having some semblance of things. Because you can't just have a bunch of stoners telling stoners what to do. That's the blind yeah. leading the blind. Like, you need to have some structure. And so, yeah, to me, I would much rather pay that 28% tax to essentially ensure some bit of safety there's three security guards, eight cameras. There's everyone's friendly, has a smile on. People actually, you know, know know what they're talking about. It can speak to you more like a pharmacist as opposed to like 
a drug dealer. Yeah. And and it's a business transaction. And dude, they take Discover and I get 5% cash back some months. Like, <laughs> you know, like, what can I say? I mean, it, it, it's kind of the best of all worlds. And yeah, you know, it, it's a bummer to pay that extra 28%. And there's a markup too because of the overhead. So I'm sure I'm paying easily 50% more that, than, than the layman. But to me, it, it's worth it to know that like, hey, I'm going to make it home. Just yeah. for that reason alone, forget yeah. forget all the other stuff like quality assurance, customer service, cleanliness. So, yeah. yeah, well, like everybody that I know, like in like most of the people in like in San Diego that are in the black market, it's like they're like I'm like real good friends with them. So it's like I know their kids, they know my kids, and stuff like that. So. It's like I never had to go to a dispensary because I would just go to, like, certain people's houses. And, you know, like, it was like, you know, like a family thing, you know? Like, everybody's, like... It's almost like a trade. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, it wasn't until I moved, after I moved away to Las Vegas and came back home that I really started going to shops because I was at my, you know, my neighborhood guys in Santa Ana or whatever, my, all the... DJs I grew up with that used to, I mean, sold weed pretty much their whole life. So it was easily accessible. And not until I'm telling you, you know, they really started setting up dispensaries with like dab bars and stuff that I go. And even uh, even after starting to visit those, uh, it was always the ones, like, like Mo said, with uh, phenomenal customer service that I would yeah. return to because there was so many places where you would go in. And the girl and guy behind the counter wouldn't even know what the hell they were carrying or what the deals were, what the prices yeah, were. Yeah, that's most of them. Yeah. And all yeah, shops are not being equal. Yeah, yeah. 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 right about that. Too. Some shops are well, not just that, but like, you know, you or, you know. And as a vendor, I've been I've some noticed some of us, they just don't know any better. Like, they're not educated enough about oh, yeah, for the product sure. itself. Yeah. Or, a lot of them are, or, you know, a lot or of them are not the way you know, yeah. so it sucks because I'm like, there's so much more. What if there's like a first patient that came in and you got stuck and that's some, their introduction. To that cannabis, was their introduction yeah. into cannabis. It's like, uh, like you get a butt tender who's just like loop de loop, like, um, I don't know what I'm talking about, like, uh, this is. <laughs> This is a good strain. Like, yeah, this is yeah, the fire right yeah. here. Yeah. That's the one thing. This is fire. What if that <laughs> this is, is fire. fire. Yeah, this is fire. I forever feel so bad. Please, so please describe reason? to me the terping profile of that fire you speak of. Quitting, <laughs> quitting the what? Terps. The bending? Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I, I just kind of grew out of it. Um, I, I went from vending... Um, actually concentrates yeah uh and uh and then i got into uh like a platform for uh, it was like supposed to be like the amazon for weed and like didn't quite take off that way and to their credit though it's actually a pretty innovative system a good back end it just kind of lacks um what you would call like a um i guess you'd call like a sequel or uh but even just like a, like an inventory right it just like lacks that it, that aspect of it but it's I don't know uh, from there I just kind of I don't know I, I didn't like really enjoy the hustle of it I didn't like that part of it um yeah that, that, that that's my my basic answer to you it wasn't it wasn't really my my cup of tea I much prefer to be a consumer yeah. um 
yeah, it just wasn't my thing. But even when I was in New York, man, like I was like one of those dudes on on a bike, just like you know, call me up and I come deliver some wheat to your house, and yeah. it was all fucking fire, and like <laughs> you know, and and yeah, like there were some days when I straight up just get paid in you know an ounce, and that was good enough. <laughs> Green for green, man. See that? Yeah, that was like me. That's what I, I used to do. I used to sell like fucking weed, cards, fucking ecstasy, yeah. mushrooms. Dude, I would get But you know, like since my like since my kids, kids came, yeah, it, it kind of became responsibilities yeah. yeah. You know, especially when your kids at school like studying like dare like. Do not say no to drugs and stuff like that. And then, like, well, I, hold on. Yeah. You should look. You should say no to drugs. Yes. Uh, but marijuana is well. The cool thing, I think, recently they took uh, marijuana off the dare program. Right, recently. I don't the know if they if, if they yeah. did or didn't because I remember as a kid, even I don't know if it was dare, but they would tell you, you know, don't smoke cigarettes, don't drink alcohol. Yeah. Which is. You know, and if you want to say don't drug. don't smoke weed in like that same vein as cigarettes and alcohol, I'm fine with it. But don't say like don't do heroin and don't smoke weed. Those are yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't pull a Jeff Sessions yeah. on it. Yeah. Like, those are you can't compare apples to carrots. Yeah, yeah. You can't compare apples to fish in this case. Like, yeah. I was like, when it comes to cannabis and you know, for that's example, that. pain pills. Like, I mean, to me, cannabis is. So much more advantageous. And it's not even a, qu- a question yet. People look at that's painful, that like old school thing. way of thinking. You know that people yeah. are yeah. still like people from the like you know older well, people. Still than us, they're still sure. like no marijuana is bad, dude. So my mm-hmm. mom's a doctor. She's a doctor, and she like believes that like marijuana is like it's like it's like LSD and heroin combined. Like, wow! Like, like like that's what she thinks it is. That's what they get paid to think. And and to, and she's never smoked. To her credit, like she doesn't drink. Like you know, she. My mom. I'm not just saying this because my mom is the same. My mom is actually a saint. Like she really is. Like very straight edge. But like, we just always think like, dude, just like if she just took a hit, like she would probably enjoy it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my mom too. I mean, she drinks cheap wine all night, and I try to uh, get her to have a That's what they pay those doctors to think. You know, even they pay them to think that, that the flu shot is good. Dude. Yo, the flu shot's <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, my, my mom legitimately thinks that, like, if you smoke weed, you're going to, like, come home and, like, chop up your family with an axe. Like, mom, if you <laughs> smoke weed, you, the last thing you'll want to do is pick something up. Yeah. Well, she probably... That's heavier than an axe. That's heavier than a remote? Yeah. No, not happening. <laughs> yeah. Last movie she saw about weed was Mission Magic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, yeah. you know what? Like, they're smoking I, marijuana it's, cigarettes. Reefers. I like that. Like, the older people, they're still in that mind frame. Like, if you smoke weed, you're a criminal. You know? Yeah, yeah. no, there's still, know, uh, there's, still, there's still a lot of people, especially in other My parts of the country guys. where it's, you know, it's not, but in California, I've, I've been around marijuana pretty much my whole life, but other parts of the country, alone like Idaho, Iowa, you go to a place like that, marijuana is still very, very outlawed, still very frowned upon, and it's still a drug to them, you know, it's like, it's a, but you know why? Right? Because people are hiding it. Yeah, well, you because know, people are always like still hiding it, and it's still gonna be like have that bad stigma, you know, attached to it. So mm. people just need like cigarettes. I still feel like you gotta hide it. it a little bit out here, you know. Like, I mean, it's a little bit more open than it was, but like you still gotta be a little. Like, you're not gonna, 
If you have half a brain, you're not you're not. Well, yeah, you're not going to walk with your bomb down the street. You yeah, know, but I mean, like, like if you're like somewhere like at a park, some dude smoking a cigarette there, hey, he's yeah. you light up, and that totally. dude smoking the cigarette's going to look at you like, what the fuck? This really kind of just what the shit over here. Or even in, in actuality, that guy by lighting the cigarette up is killing more people than you are smoking that joint. Oh yeah. Well, you I know? mean that's a, that's without question. I mean I've always looked at. I, I can't believe the American fabric. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. American way. Smoking is cool. <laughs> John well, did it. you know what though? Cannabis and tobacco are both American cash crops. Yeah. Oh yeah, huge. Yeah. And cannabis yeah. is gonna. God, it's only gonna get bigger as we as we proceed. Yeah. It's, uh, especially when they put more and more taxes and laws. Yeah, Marlboro already has like getting ready to have like some fields. Yeah, Marlboro, Coca Cola, and then I think uh, recently <laughs> they've been the hemp law just officially got passed where you can get you know like farms of hemp. Farm. So yeah, so and I was I was reading that Marlboro they're gonna. They're going to lobby and throw money at the government to make fucking cannabis legal all across the U.S. Oh, probably. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's how it happens. Yeah. 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 I can't wait till the day you just like walk into 7-Eleven pick up like a, like, like a pack of Marley's. That's going to be fucking that's what, that's what It's going to be yeah. a green pack of Marlboro Marley's, man. Yeah. And oh, like, for sure. And you know, like extra a, strong. The, you know, that's what it's gonna be called. My, my biggest thing. <laughs> no, is no, 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 no. Extra smooth, bro. Yeah. 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 Extra smooth. Come on, bro. Extra smooth. Filter, filter tipped and all. Yeah. You're not but, gonna mess around. Yeah. I can't and, wait and for because like, it's gonna be cigarette paper. It'll burn up twice as fast. Make yeah. twice the profit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You just smoked up that pack already. Need more. Damn right. Oh man. Yeah. You know, I, I do sometimes miss smoking cigarettes, but then I, I just think about, yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? I'm, I'm, I used to smoke cigarettes, yeah, you guys right. could believe that. No, I think okay. everyone goes through that phase. It's, 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 it's your cool phase. phase. It's yeah. like it's you, like you have to have it when me, you're drinking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, it makes At the, first. Yeah, yeah. First. Yeah, it makes you look cool. Yeah. Because exactly. otherwise you're just a dork with a drink. You have a cigarette in your hand. You're doing something. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to be talking to no one. You have a cigarette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Actually, just an excuse to like go out to the smoke deck, talk to girls because clubs are loud. Yeah. So it's like, fuck it, dude. I'll just oh, have a cigarette baby. so I can talk to someone. Yeah. Have a, have a connection over over cancer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's share this cancer stick connect. together. That's what they call cancer. Let's both get sick and talk about our feelings. Yeah. What's your major? Yeah. <laughs> Did you say you love me? I can't hear you because you're. Your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I just thought about that too. The the you know like oh yeah the commercial. Yeah. 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 Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Every so every attractive. listener knew exactly what we were talking about there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to explain. So bad, man. Jeez, cigarettes. You know what? Do you guys remember those terrifying commercials? Of that? Yeah, do they still have them? What do you mean remember? Uh, yeah, they still well, have okay. them. I don't, okay. You, oh, you don't have TV? I, don't I got the TV. cable. I have PlayStation games. I don't have TV, and the only TV I watch is Netflix. That's about it. Are you like Grey's Anatomy? And, oh, I love Grey's yeah. Anatomy. Let me guess. Are you guys office people? I've, I've had office jobs. Oh, no, yeah. I mean like watch The Office? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Sure. yeah everybody yeah. watches that, man. Are you, you not? No, I've never watched it before. Have you ever worked oh, in an office? No. Okay, oh, you would love it. 
Okay, because it's like Dude, because, because it's exactly how it is. It <laughs> yeah. would be like it would, it would be like a nature show for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, a nature um, show. Dude, wow. you like, like a documentary. I've only seen a few episodes, but it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's it's legit for sure. And, and look at the wild Phyllis. She makes copies. <laughs> In her natural habitat, she has to claim her stake at the copy machine. Well, I've never seen that. <laughs> It doesn't actually do that, but it should, man. It's hilarious. It's kind of, it's actually sort of mockumentary style, kind of like American Vandal, which is also a hilarious show on Netflix. So you should totally watch it. I'm actually surprised as we're talking about, you know, successful TV shows and whatnot that nobody's really capitalized on the cannabis market yet. Done like maybe like a reality TV show or something. So Netflix tried with this really bad Kathy Bates show. So bad, I don't even remember the name. But it was like, just really dumb. It just yeah. felt like it was written by people who had like it's smoked weed show. for like the first time. It's yeah. on Netflix. So it was like four years ago. Sure. I don't think anything ever gets taken down. It's what Netflix it original. Yeah. yeah, it's a Netflix original with Kathy Bates. I don't even remember the name of the show. It was what made it cool was that it was like the only show that was like it was like Kathy Bates runs a pot shop. Mm-hmm. But the acting is bad, the script is bad, the set is bad. Oh, it's a show. Yeah, it's like, it's, with, oh, it's, it's, right. it's like a sitcom, like uh, like Weeds. dude, but like with like a laugh track, like oh, so wow. you know, it's like super corny. Oh, oh yeah, so it just you seems scripted and corny. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah, it's, it's like, like they just like make a lot of like bad weed puns and like it's and like it's really. It almost feels like it was written by people who don't like smoke. smoke once. Yeah. And we're like, this is what being high is like. And it's like, uh, like a, I had two pieces of a gummy and it lit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and, and that's fine. And again, it was cool that they even made it. I mean, it's groundbreaking in that. Oh, I can't believe I'm calling it bad show groundbreaking. But like, I mean, it is, right? I mean, it's pioneer in that sense, right? Yeah, yeah it was. I mean, big name. Who knows, one day maybe it'll be a classic. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine if it's like Bonanza and Gunsmoke or some <laughs> shit like that? It's like I Love Lucy. <laughs> Remember that episode when they got high? Oh, it's fun. But, uh, I, I mean, like, I guess you could say that about our show. I always thought, like, uh, somebody probably go ahead and just take this idea right away, but one of the best concepts would be for, like, a TV show would be, like, have, uh, one of the cast members be somebody that's been in the cannabis industry for a long time and another one of the main characters be somebody who just got hired on, who knows nothing about weed, who's like, here she's training, yeah. Because uh, after working at a recreational shop, I know how that can be with customers, you know, coming in and that have never, you know, they're like, oh, shit, weed's legal now, yeah. Oh, no, exactly, if you try to... If you try to describe to the average person who's like never lit up a joint what a dab rig is, you just, you lose them right away. It's like they're like, what? And then even more so if you try it's like to, a bong only on steroids. Yeah, yeah, and even more so if you try to yeah. and you need especially yeah. equipment. Yeah, you get power tools. Yeah. Yeah. Home Depot. You don't want to go to Home Depot. Get a blowtorch. Yeah. Yeah. You also want to get a lug nut and a banana. <laughs> Well, and it's for later. And then it's also funny too because you got like the old school stoners that are coming back that yeah. have only smoked joints and pipes, and they see a bong for the first time. And they're like, "Well, how do you use this?" You know. So, so I had those customers that would come in. And I'm like, "Well, this I think is a bong is the best of both." And worlds. this is 
Do I, I've always loved bubblers. I'm surprised I actually, I don't even personally own one right now when I was yes. younger. Yeah, bubblers are, bubblers are nice. So when those guys come in and it's like, how do you use this? Like you don't be like, are you guys high or what? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh no, dude. It's you funny get, because I mean, like I had a carrying bubble. You know, like a older guy who used to smoke back in the 80s, you know, just yeah. like giving it a night. It's like, oh, I'll give it a shot again. So I'm like, you know, I'm showing him, like, here's the bomb. Here's the bull piece with the down stem. Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, that's how you when I first seen a gas break, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. You know? It's a photo essay. A photo essay is like a photo. So a photo essay is like, you know how a picture's worth a thousand words? So think of like an art installment in which like you're just... And it's like you just like putting pictures up, but like based on the titles and the actual thing, like you're supposed to convey like a message. So like you know, any really any collection of photos could be a photo essay if there's a theme. Gotcha. Like National Geographic is just like a constant photo essay. Yeah. <laughs> we got like over thirty minutes, on especially the magazine. But um. But yeah, I uh, I'm definitely a fan of doing a photo essay of of your bongs because I I've done so much moving around. I don't have bongs anymore. I wish I had more color. You broke them? bongs. No, I just I moved around so much. I did, I, I'm coast I to coast. I'm oh. a chicken, so I just gave them to friends at each oh. place. Oh yeah. So when I came back, I just had none, and I'm cool with that. I did the same thing with my longboards. In my life, I've owned eight longboards. I've given them all away. I've owned I think six bongs. I've given them all away. Not sell them. I've given them all away. I've bought them with my own money and I've gifted them because they're secondhand and it's weird to think that someone else is putting their lips on something that I put my lips on. So I'm not going to sell that to someone. Don't, like, you don't buy secondhand underwear. Right? Yeah. Like, can you imagine? Hey, the homie just gave me these underwears. Bro, 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 I brought this underwear from Goodwill. It's so... It had a new tag on, so I don't oh think it's been more. Oh my god. <laughs> You're good. I would die. Another <laughs> <laughs> thing, dude, I can't buy pants or shoes from like a from like a, a secondhand store, like a thrift shop, because like someone else farted in them. What? <laughs> dude, in pants? <laughs> dude, like I can't, funny that you that up. Right? Like someone else like farted yeah, in, in those pants. Old. Like Old fart cloud, right? Yeah, and like, yeah. no matter how many times you wash it, like that's such an yeah. intimate moment. Like, <laughs> it's stuck with, yeah. it's embedded in the thread. Yeah, you're right. Fabric. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys. I never wash my jeans. That's a thing, by the way. You're not supposed yeah. to. You're not supposed exactly. Yeah. So thank you. You know, I said this at a dinner party once, and I swear to God, half the table looked at me like I was like the most disgusting human being. You don't wash your jeans, like no, you're not supposed to wash them, and you should wear them damn near every day too. I'm surprised people don't know that. Everyone just took a look at my pants, by the way. God. And look how clean, look how clean and perfect they are. No, but no, but the trick is you 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 fold them inside out and you put them in the freezer for a day. What? You're playing a joke on me, man. No, I swear to God. So why do you put them in the freezer? Um, so, and, 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 and you also put like a baking soda thing in there too. So it like, uh, you know how like. He's playing no. a joke on us. No, if we I go s- home and do it. I, I swear to God. No, I swear <laughs> to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. I remember like a little video. Remember how we were talking too. about the Argentinian soccer team or whatever? Yeah. And how, like, how, yeah. and how, like, how bad it would be like, yeah. if you're in a hot place and how it smells. Yeah. In a cold place, it gets. It, it exactly. It deodorizes it. Now, it won't get rid of stains, obviously. like stain, But the nice thing about jeans in particular, because of the thick denim, the way it's made, 
like dirt that can be beaten out. It does also shrink and conform to your body as well. Yeah. That too. So like you can you can like you can you can sit in a tub or what these just like walk into a lake, right? And then like sit in a chair all day, like and let it like bake onto you. Yeah. And then like you just wear it every day for a while. And that's like raw denim and then after a while like they started wearing them in for us a bit. But yeah, man, you're not supposed to wash your, your denim. And it ruins your other clothes. Yeah, that you wash with it. Just saying, just throwing it out there. I mean, just for everyone else's sake, you know. Yeah, whoever ever, ever washes dark with light colors should just just walk off a cliff. No, it, it's it's totally you fine if, if, if to you do, do the perm. No, it's totally fine when if you do the perm press cycle. Dude, you can do the perm press cycle. You just can't do red. Articles of clothing. You can't do you can't do red. You can't do you can't do you can't do bold indigos. You can't do bold indigos. You can do blue. You, like a blue shirt, you, you can do. do. You can't blues, do a blue. But you can't do denim. No, no denim. White. Hey, when you're oh, single, when you single, together. one load, dog. Yeah, that's one me. load. That's but, me. But, but one guys load. are simple. No, but hold on. The only white thing that you probably own, because guys, socks. You know, socks. Maybe a couple t-shirts, yeah. which you wear as undershirts most of the time, yeah. and underwear. Yeah. So even if it changes colors, who cares? Yeah. yeah. Girls, they gotta show off that figure. Yeah. They gotta wear that white. Guy, have you ever wore white pants? No. Have you ever worn white pants? Nope. Have you ever worn white pants? Yes, I have. I've worn white pants because my wife made me wear them to a white party. Oh. Like, yeah, and I only got them for $15 at Marshall's, and I was only willing to pay that $15. Like, I was like, I've I'm literally wearing, once. I'm wearing this one, like, I'm never going to wear these again. Like, this is I've dumb. never seen white guy pants. They exist. <laughs> I, I can yeah, promise you they exist. But here's the thing. It. Here's how you know that they're not popular. There's this, it, the, the ones I got, it's this brand called Hudson. I looked them up online. Hudson jeans. Dude, these they're jeans expensive. are like, dude, they're like $175. Yeah. You got them for 15 bucks. You know no one wanted those jeans. Holy shit, for 15 bucks? No one wanted them. They're white. Yeah. No guy is going to wear, no man wears white jeans. Yeah. Consistently. Maybe once, right? Like for me, like to a party that is themed. Yeah. That my wife made, I was literally but just going to wear all black. Buy it, that right? guy. Wasn't in your closet. You had to go out. No, I literally bought it ten minutes before we oh, went to yeah, the party. Yeah. Like literally, like Marshalls was closing. They're like, you have to choose. They're like, they have two white. That the men's section only had two white pant choices. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no one's that. gonna buy this. Yeah. I'm sure the Hudson Jean. It's people, probably been there for a while. Too. Yo, the Hudson Jean people had to twist the Marshalls people's arms to get <laughs> the rats. Probably like just sell for fifteen bucks. <laughs> Just sell for 15 bucks, just take it. Right when the rep came in, they didn't put it back. It's like, we'll sell you all these shirts for half off. Just please take these jeans that no one will buy. (laughs) That's true, man. That is true. Yeah, you know, so it, it's just it's one of those things where I'm I'm so high that I forgot what even led to this part of the conversation. <laughs> Me too. But you like how I tried to save it yeah. there? <laughs> You're right. I forgot what led to this. Oh man, you know, I think that's a good time to do famous donors through history. Then, um, my that's a real deal. Yeah. So my uh, my guy will get to last. But um, who are your stoners, stoners, stoners throughout, throughout, history, history, history. <laughs> Is there an echo in here? <laughs> How'd you get that effect? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, guess first, please. Go for it, Danny Jet. All right, um, I say Pablo Picasso. Pablo Picasso. World thinker. Pablo. Um, they were saying, like, you can tell by the, his paintings and stuff like that. 
that he was like a weed smoker. And uh, you want me to light you guys up some more? Please, man. Anything you got on the guy. I mean, right. um, Guernica is obviously his greatest painting. Beautiful Spanish Civil War. All right. They say, just look at his paintings. It's even been theorized that his distinct style, cubism, is a result of his skewed perceptions. So the next time someone gives you a hard time about hitting the bond or staring out the window, tell them to fuck off. Because they clearly don't understand the creative process of geniuses. Uncle Pablo Picasso got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. When it comes to famous stoners in history, who do you got tonight, Tiff? Mine's Miss Cameron Diaz. Mm. Movies. Yeah. Bad Teacher. Um, Something about Mary. Like Charlie's Angels. Angels. <laughs> so hilarious, actually. Charlie's Angels. I love tickets. Yeah, tickets. I love. I think she went to what like, high school with Snoop Dogg or something. She did go to Long Beach Poly. Long Beach Poly. Mm-hmm. There's a famous rumor that yeah that she used to buy. Oh, uh, oh, so <laughs> Yeah, man, she's not like one of those like Arkansas hillbillies that came out to Hollywood to make it. She was already here. Yeah. In the mud. Mm -hmm. Yeah, speaking of Snoop Snoop Deal Double G, when it comes to famous stoners in history, uh, Andre, Dr. Dre, Young has got to be my man of the hour for sure. I mean, why not? The Chronic, for a reason. I mean, he introduced that's where the yeah, that's where the name basically came from. Became super, super popular throughout all of Southern California, all of California, pretty much, and started a wave of not only hip hop music but cannabis culture down here that is still prevalent today. And uh, I also spurned uh, between him and Snoop the famous word, the Kush. <laughs> Who you got tonight, Mo? So I'm going to go super historical. I'm also going to go foreign on you guys. Uh, Alexander Dumbass, also known as Alexander <laughs> Dumas. 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 Um, so uh, he wrote, obviously, uh, you know, Count of Monte Cristo and uh, Man of the Iron Mask and uh, Three Musketeers. Um, but he's also a big-time stoner and philosopher. And, and, t- and tell me this quote doesn't sound a little bit like Pink Floyd. When you return to this mundane sphere from your visionary world, he would seem to leave your Neapolitan spring for a Lapland winter, to quit paradise for earth, heaven for hell. Taste the hashish, guest of mine. Taste the hashish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, uh, and, and that's from um, the Count of Monte Cristo. There's actually a pretty famous scene where, you know, right after he escapes from prison where he kind of uh, gets, like, not kidnapped, but, like, becomes part of, like, this group of, like, nomadic Moorish merchants and he gets introduced to this harem and he has this, like, awesome time with hashish and he talks about it kind of filling his mind i remember at 13 years old reading the book and just being like what is he talking about that sounds cool um so yeah so alexander dumas um is uh is my famous stoner in history for tonight's episode oh yeah and that wraps us up for another episode of canada love and live We'll see you next week. This is your boy DJSK at Undermine7 on IG. Thanks for joining us tonight, Damage. Thank Where can you. we find uh, all your links for your music at? Um, just look for it. Um, there's a link on our Instagram page that's at Evil Minded Inc. 
Um, there's a link there, and you can just find us um, on Snapchat too. Same thing. Nice, nice man. And, and, a, and at a local sesh near you. And at a local sesh near you, performing. And Tiffany, where can they find you at? I'm at Blunt to Tiff, guys. And this is DJ Mo. I don't have social media. 